Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is the Minute Podcast. If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last. But give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Oh, hi there. Uh, this is John interrupting real quick with uh, some good news and some, some uh, you know, okay news. Well, the okay news is that the Minute Podcast is going to move to a fortnightly or uh, uh, every other week uh, schedule. Uh, but this gives Paul and I the opportunity to work on the good news, which is a, a new podcast. It's called Plugin Missing, a flash animation flashback podcast. And uh, what it is, is basically every week we, we're going to watch a Flash cartoon and then, uh, you know, we're going to talk about it. And uh, hopefully we get, you know, some some of you guys involved. Uh, you know, we want to have some good guests, you know, any you know, anything's up in the air in terms of, you know, what we what we can do with this show. Um, so at the end of this podcast, I do happen to have a little preview, sort of like an episode zero. It's very short. Um, and it's basically just outlining, you know, what Paul and I, you know, like about flash animation, uh, what we enjoyed about it from our childhoods, uh, and sort of like where we see this podcast going and what we want to do with it. Uh, so yeah, so please come join us then just continue listening at the end of the podcast and you, you'll hear it. Um, the other thing is, is that, uh, you know, you can always, uh, find it at, uh, pluginmissing.com. Uh, and that's that's where you can find the website, and then uh, you can always find us at at plugin missing on Twitter. So Twitter at plugin missing, and uh, finally the email is plugin missing pod at gmail dot com. Now of course you can always reach us at the the missing uh, <laughs> the minute podcast at gmail dot com, and you can still submit minutes uh, on the minute podcast dot com slash contact. Uh, that's still the way to do it. The website's going to look a little bit different, but other than that, everything works perfectly fine the way it is. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, enjoy. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we discuss a listener-submitted minute of content, either from a TV show, movie, or somewhere else on the internet, and we talk about it. John, what are we looking at today? Today we're discussing a clip from Weekend, submitted by Alex. Great, and this week's episode is brought to you by Bear Of, the hottest new subscription service that's actually good for you. Bear Of will mail you a custom blend of bears every month, quality bears made using only the best quality ingredients. You take a quick, fun online quiz, and then your dose is calculated based on clinical science with input from nutritionists and doctors. You know 90% of Americans don't hit the FDA-recommended daily dose of most kinds of bears? Well, your bears come in individually wrapped containers for your daily dose because you can't be bothered to shake out bears from a container each morning. Visit bearof.com slash why the hell are podcasts accepting money from bullshit nutrition supplements.com slash minute for a 20% discount today. So is the bear, is it like capsule or is it more like, you know, a, a powder compress pill form? I just read the ad copy they send me, John. I, I don't oh, actually okay. know anything about these products. Well, I'm just curious because my bear is unmanageable at times, so I just wanted to... <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to swallow a whole bear in the morning. You know? <laughs> it is. It gets It gets hard. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Paul, what level of familiarity do you have with this film? 
You know, I, I have about zero. Uh, it took me a while to realize that this is a movie with sound. We were just sent a <laughs> clip without sound, which I think is great. Yeah, I'm into what, it. What about you? Do you know this at all? Uh, so I know Jean-Luc Godard. Uh, I'm fairly certain I missed his name because I think I've only ever seen it written. Uh, I know him through films but not this one and even the films i do know i'm not even certain i've seen which ones i've seen if that makes any sense sure sure uh because they're they're all kind of kind of weird so this is gonna be good (laughs) i think it will a a quick introduction to the scene before we do this script read uh we start off with uh, who we assume are a protagonist in a car driving along a, um, a long line of cars in a very slow shot that pans from left to right, and they pass several cars, one that's overturned, uh, and he seems to be trying to cut in to this line of cars as they drive along. John, how do you think we can manage a script reading for a movie that should have sound, but a clip that does not? Well, I, I think the only thing that we can do, Paul, is to play the clip simultaneously Mm-hmm. And then and then each of us sort of says what we think the people are saying. Okay, so then why don't you play the part of the couple in the car that's moving, and I'll be everyone they pass. All right. All right, what could go wrong? Of course. Now, do you want to... We should do this with time.is, right? Hmm. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. Let me open yeah. that up again. Okay, so we'll press play at the 20-second mark. Sounds good. Hmm, how do we get in here? I sure do love playing catch with my grandson. <laughs> Thanks, Pappy. Hmm, mm, where's where's the end of this line? How 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 do I get in here? Miriam, Miriam, are you looking? God, I <laughs> are hate you looking? my son. God, I hate my son. Yay, we're <laughs> free. We're the free <laughs> children that were all crammed in that car several seconds earlier. <laughs> What the hell? What God, the I hate with my all son. These oh, fuck this oh, guy. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, you, fuck, can't, you can't cut in here. Oh, oh, my God. Son of a bitch. God, I hate my grandson. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Okay, what am I going to do? Okay, I think I see something up here. I, I, I own a sports car. I own a sports car. We'll be there oh, sometime oh, yes, next finally, week. Finally, oh, look yes. at this oh, guy. Oh, 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 what's the matter, no. you? Hey, I don't know hey, if we're in Italy or I'm not. I'm driving here. I'm driving here. Go to the front. Look at my I lions. I just want to be invisible. Look at my I'm lions. Gonna, like, squat down in my seat a little look bit. Look at them. <laughs> oh, those are nice lions. All right. See. Well, I think that pretty well sums up what happened. I mean, that's that is yeah. That's literally what happened. There's no other way around it. No. Well, just to really quickly reinterpret what everybody just heard, uh, they, they start driving along this line of cars beside a little red Mini Cooper. They passed two guys who were looking at a map, then an old man and a young boy playing catch between the sunroofs of two cars. And then they pass a couple of cars with some stuff on the roof, an overturned car with a bunch of kids running around outside of it. Um, and then he tries to cut in front of another car, and then he finally does pull in two cars later and gets yelled at by a group of angry men with lions. Do you think that sums it up, John? I think that sums it up. All right, I think well, that's pretty good. Let's dig into that a little bit. Um, what, what's your first takeaway? Hmm. I think my first takeaway is where the hell is all the sound? 
mm-hmm. while watching it. I was definitely confused. I even started looking into a like a, another clip and was like, oh, okay, so this movie does have sound. Um, for well, actually, first I played another video on my computer to make sure that my computer actually had sound going, <laughs> uh, because that is more likely than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I found another clip of the same thing, and I started watching it, and then I realized, wait, no, we were given this clip. This is the clip we're taking, and so, so I stopped watching it and went back to the the voiceless clip. Do you and... think that Alex intentionally sent us a clip without sound? I like to think that they did. I, I, it is also possible that Alex did not have audio on and was just simply looking for this clip and sent us this clip. I, I'm wondering, Paul, do you, why do you think this clip exists without sound? I wonder if it's not intentional because I did sort of open the description of the YouTube video trying to figure out, like, does this have sound normally? And there's no mention of it. Yeah. And in the comments below, someone did bring up that, you know, well, where's the sound? What's going on? And uh, there's no response to it. So I think it might have just been an upload that was done incorrectly. If you look at the actual, um, it's not a heads up display, but you can see the like play menu in the video yeah. from whatever DVD player. And oh, yeah. the sound's fully up there. So hmm. I'm not sure. I don't think it's intentional. I think somebody fucked up and Alex sent it to us. Do you think that it's possible that it's not a sound problem. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that maybe they had this taken down from some other, maybe there's some music playing over top and the music is licensed. And so it got dinged by YouTube. So they re uploaded it without any sound. Given what I know of YouTube and copyrights, the fact that that doesn't make any sense at all means it could definitely be true. (laughs) Well, there's a, I mean, like, there's people, I'm pretty sure, like, Nintendo has the sound of, like, Mario jumping and crud like that as, mm-hmm. like, you know, copyrighted sounds that, like, if you upload a video with that stuff in it, then you're gonna, you're gonna get got. I mean, that could be YouTube. true, but it, it would be weird if just playing the video was otherwise okay, though. It'd be weird that it was a Jean-Luc Godard film that got... Uh, <laughs> that anybody was paying enough attention to and yeah exactly i mean it would be the robots paying attention i don't think any single human beings going like man gotta protect this film but uh i mean other than the criterion collection i mm. guess i don't know i assume it's french or english i don't know something like that well we did it in english so let's assume the whole movie is um john which is your favorite car that we see here all right, so my favorite car is obviously the car with the lions in the back of it. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about yours, Paul? What's your favorite car? I actually like the uh, the first one that looks like an old uh, VW Bug. I don't think it actually is, but where it's um, a convertible, except that oh, yeah. the sides are all still, you know, full yeah. car sides. So it's just like the very top. It looks like someone shaved off the top middle of someone's head, but left the sides on. <laughs> and I like that. I don't it's know like why. a reverse mohawk is what yeah. you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, I I also appreciate the turned over car with all of the children just like rolling out of it. I have uh, so many questions. I mean, this is all going to get into the theories a little bit, but did all of those children actually come out of that car? Are these somebody's kids? I don't see any adults really near them. Are they from the village? What's happening? 
I mean, I have to be honest, Paul. Mm -hmm. If I was trying to tip over a car Mm -hmm. and the only resource I had was dozens of children, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the appropriate amount of children I would need to be able to tip over an old car. How would you use children to tip over a car? What would your technique be? Lever leverage levers like cram them in one after another underneath well i figure you get you get them sort of underneath the car okay and beside the car and the ones underneath the car are pushing up with the little tiny legs and then the ones on the side of the car are pushing over oh so you're not cramming the children underneath and using them and their bodies to lift up the car no, I'm I'm using I'm using them in a rational and so the children are alive in your scene way. Oh, yes, oh, the, I, see. I mean yeah. they're they're obviously alive in this scene, and there are some older children at the front, like uh, like not much older. They're like twelve, as opposed to like six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you know they're all wearing like sort of like weekend casual wear. <laughs> For kids in the 1960s, 50s, I assume. That might be the one characteristic that does tie everybody in the scene together is they do all look like they're dressed for the weekend. And I wonder, is that just something we're bringing into it because it's called the weekend or the weekend, the weekend. clip? Yeah. Well, I, I think another part of it is sort of like everybody seems to be kind of having fun despite the fact that they're all stuck in traffic. Mm-hmm. Whereas if this was like a weekday morning clip about how horrible, you know, going to work is i feel like nobody would be in a convertible nobody would be throwing beach balls with their grandpas in the car behind them Mm -hmm. none of that stuff i feel like it would just be uh you know like everybody just sort of sitting in their car being miserable being pissed off as opposed to everybody outside of their car being miserable and pissed off yeah i don't know maybe that's part of why i find this clip to be so confusing is in some ways it does seem very mundane as if it is just people in weekend traffic but in other ways there's an overturned car that no one's caring about and there's there's a lot of unsupervised children but otherwise it seems to be pretty normal so i can't tell if this is supposed to be post-apocalyptia maybe or if this is just a weekend trip yeah i don't know i like there's so many different types of cars. I feel like each one is like a statement of some variety, except there are some cars that are kind of boring. It's like, oh, I didn't realize how long this is going to be. Let's just put some boring cars in there, too. Like, the it starts off with the grandpa and the grandson. Maybe they're not actually related, but they're in two separate cars, and, and he's, like, playing volleyball back and forth with the son or catch or whatever. Right. And then it goes to the first boring car, which is just a gray car with junk on top. Mm-hmm. Then we see the tipped over car, second boring car right after that, and they've just got more like suitcases and stuff on top, which does make it feel like a vacation rather than they're going to work, right? True, true. Um, and then that car pulls out in front of them so that they don't have room to get in. Although theoretically, they could just back up and go into the, I don't know, maybe they've got people behind them. Second boring car that's sort of a sports car, I guess, but it's still kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, another bug with a with a pull open top, but it's closed. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the guy gets out. He's pissed because he's trying to get in between that car and the lion car. And then the clip ends. I wonder the the cars are all sort of boring. Do you think we're supposed to take something away from them? Are they meaningful in some way, or is this just a cool slow panning shot that they're doing? Uh, I 
think we're supposed to take something from this. I think this is a, I think this is setting this sort of mood because like, I'm imagining like maybe this is them getting out of their car. Like, mm-hmm. like no, I mean getting out of their apartment or homes or whatever and trying to drive out to the country. Maybe do you think they're going to the country or from the, if, from the country? I think these two people are coming from the city, but for the entire group that's queuing, I'm not sure because especially if you look at the were they uh, lions or tigers in the front? Yeah. I think they were lions. I don't think they're coming from the city with lions. Yeah, I don't I mean, if you're going to find lions, it's going to be in the city, right? But then you'd like drive them unless they're driving them to another city. Like, and I guess we can we can get into where they're coming from and where they're going a little more in the theory section, but yeah. The the real action in this scene is these people trying to cut into this line of cars, John. It oh, makes yeah. me wonder, what is the worst cut that you've ever seen like this, and what's the worst that you've ever done? Oh, so, like, uh, I'm definitely one of those people that is, I'm okay being in the left lane if it means I'm passing people, mm-hmm. and people don't like you being in the left lane when you're passing them, especially in traffic, but it doesn't make sense because the left lane is perfectly open and it's legal for me to drive in the left lane Mm -hmm. why why don't they drive in the left lane and so like i feel like it's sort of both of uh, both of those things happen to me every time i'm in the left lane there's times when people were literally dry like pull out immediately in front of me while i'm driving 70 miles an hour on a 70 mile per hour road while Mm -hmm. they're going zero miles an hour they'll pull right out in front of me and i will have to slam on my brakes because no turn signal or anything they're just trying to stop me from passing them uh and uh and i'm like i don't understand this is the left lane well i feel like like that's a little bit different than what we're seeing here though because you're just efficiently using space whereas this guy is intentionally well well, we assume but trying to cut then of course at the same time there are people who try and block me as I'm going in. And so, so then I like, I can't go backwards on a highway where like the people behind me are going 70 miles an hour. So sometimes I have to go like, well, I'm here now. (laughs) And yeah, you, you were going like 20 miles an hour trying to keep me from coming in here, but uh, you're going to have to, you're going to have to kind of just suck it up. (laughs) So in this scenario, are you like merging into an exit only lane or what are we talking about? No, 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 no. It's much more like uh, they've been patiently sitting in a lane going zero miles per hour for no reason whatsoever because there is a huge left lane open to them. And then at the at the end of this lane, like where the lane ends, they get really pissed when I merge in because mm. they've been sitting in the left lane for uh, their they've been sitting in their lane the entire time waiting for somebody mm. to come in. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's completely different from what we're seeing though, because you're you're not being a massive dick when you're doing that. You're just driving. I, I suppose when I so it usually happens. I'm usually only a dick out of ignorance because I'll be like, "Haha, nobody's thought of this before," and then suddenly see the reason why nobody else was doing that, mm-hmm. and and then I have to like sheepishly like try and get back in. And I've, I did that a few times, especially when I started my commute this year, because it is just like bumper to bumper the entire way. And it's excruciating. And so a lot of the time it's just like, oh, I I didn't realize it was going to be a dick. But now I have to be a dick or else I'm not getting to work. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I've definitely it's, had to do that before where you weren't sure why there was a big line and it turns out, oh, that was for the exit. Yeah, that was for the, yeah, that's for the exit that's two miles down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I've got two miles to figure it out. And then you do figure it out and you feel really bad because you just like exploit like a slow moving truck or something like that. That you just like float around until finally they, they let you in. But yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of I'm confused by this because they don't seem actually hindered by driving in the the left lane here, mm-hmm. and that tipped over car is going the same way they are, right? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going the same. Maybe it's hard to tell because these car it's a very well, symmetrical it's, car. It's going in the other direction. You can tell if you look at the um, handles for the door, but oh. that doesn't necessarily mean anything because if something happened dramatic enough to flip over the car presumably (laughs) that could have spun it 180 degrees yeah it could transform it into two two dimensions not just one um i'm not really sure how about you paul what's the what's the worst thing that you've done uh there's been a couple of times when i was driving somewhere i wasn't really familiar with where i had to cut in in like the middle of a line waiting to get into an exit because i didn't know that's what was happening but i've never done that like right at the front where you see people Mm -hmm. doing you're like oh that's obvious that you're you're being a dick yeah or like over over medians and stuff like that that's what really pisses me off is like when somebody uses a exit lane mm -hmm. to to come up and then like then they like decide oh wait i'm not taking this exit after all i'm just going to drive through like three feet of like median where nobody was expecting this car to come from and terrify everyone in this lane. Oh, yeah, that's definitely the worst. Um, I, I feel like the, the best thing like this I've ever seen was I was um, in, in Spain a long time ago in a grocery store buying, you know, whatever it was, and I was pretty far back in the line, and they opened up a new register, mm-hmm. and the uh, woman behind me got up to go over to the new register. It's like half the line was splitting over, mm-hmm. and the guy behind her started arguing with her that she wasn't maintaining the line and that I should have gone first. And it's like all happening in Spanish. And I'm standing there like, Oh God, do I, do I do something? Should I just leave? <laughs> I Can don't I just speak leave? Spanish. <laughs> well, I, I speak some, but not yeah. enough to like get into no. an argument with someone in a grocery store. Right. I'm just saying you just pull that out of your pocket. Like, oh, that's I, what I, I should have done. Should have been yeah. like, I mean, Mira, I'm Americano. Good, <laughs> goodbye, please. I'm Americano. No. Goodbye. As we say not, when yes. traveling abroad. Yes, not, I'm American. Nope, Get you just out have of to be here. as, as offensive way. as possible. Yes, fuck off, I'm American. <laughs> well, John, is there anything else we should talk about? I mean, there's some crazy stuff happening in the background. Um, I guess we could say that the surrounding scene is all fields, like some sort of farming oh, yeah. community, and there's a little village in the background that we see, but we don't really see where they're going. Yeah, well, I mean, like, so this countryside thing, it feels like they're already there in the countryside. Like, I, True. when I first saw this clip, I guess I should say this. When I first saw this clip, my first assumption was that they were trying to park, not, like, hmm. sit in traffic. But now, but now that I, as I watched it and as I watched it again, I realized, no, like, these cars are in a queue. Like, they're waiting to go somewhere or do something. Right. And I assume it's, like, I don't know, to get to some sort of interesting place or... Or maybe nowhere. Maybe that's what Jean-Luc Godard is trying to tell us. Is uh, is just purgatory. Ooh, maybe. Um. 
so yeah so so like i when i first saw it i did think that they were like parking along the side for like maybe like an eclipse or a fireworks show or something like that because that's a very common uh i don't know thing that i would see like the only reason why there'd be like a major queue in a place like this i feel having grown up in a place kind of looking like this mm-hmm. is because of like either construction somewhere or like some sort of local event not i was really gonna say a, a civil war reenactment yeah exactly not really uh not really a um like just because like in yeah. these country or else like there'd be huge truck marks in the around the soil because like it'd be like a truck just being like ah fuck this i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go no that's basically uh, true yeah but yeah well should we jump into the theories then john i think we should i think i think this is a good one for theories this is a strong clip for that yeah well mine i don't know enough about what type of movie this is to know whether or not i'm being uh way over the top but the only thing that i can foresee as making this all make sense because there's the overturned vehicle and the unsupervised children is that it's some sort of of post-apocalyptic situation, but like recent post-apocalyptic where mm. people are still queuing and that Is they're it like all a cold war sort of post-apocalyptic. Like, Oh, that could be London's yeah. been bombed, but the rest of the country is sort of just like, it's just there. Normal. Yeah. I think yeah. That, could, that could make sense. So I think they're going towards <laughs> I don't know some why sort of, this is London. <laughs> I, whenever people are waiting in line, I start saying queuing and then I assume everything's London. Well, and the cars are small, like, it's definitely uh, European. Yeah, and like there's too many sort of like Volkswagen type looking things that aren't explicitly Volkswagens, I don't think. I don't know. It just feels very like London 1950s y. Also, Jean Luc Godard, like it's not an American film. Like I feel like that's mm, pretty true. clear. The road is too small. The fields are too. Not corn. Yeah. Also, you know, there's no like Confederate flag out in the field. Like, <laughs> which is a requirement for any field in the uh, yeah. US. <laughs> well, well, as long as it's got a scarecrow holding it. Like, I was going to say it's not a scarecrow; it's a scarecrow one. You want to scare those those Yankee crows? Is I guess what it is. Uh, which is which sounds way more double entendre than I at all meant it to be. That's not good. Hard pivot. So yep. uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I think they're waiting to get into some sort of installation. I think the whole scene's a little too intense for it just to be waiting to get to like the best beach for a vacation time. Yeah. So um, I think what's going to happen next is they're going to get all the way to the front of the line and no one will have let them in. And instead they'll just be sent all the way to the back of the line and maybe they'll learn how that car got flipped over. Yeah. Yeah, because of, uh, like, the children, just the murderous <laughs> the, children. The children stacking, yeah. Well, John, yeah. What, what do you think? All right, so I actually do think that they're just going to go do some sort of mundane thing. Like, uh, okay. I think that they're on their way to, like, a festival or uh, a park or, I think, the beach. I'm guessing the beach with, like, the ball references and that sort of stuff. Maybe not like a the beach itself. Maybe like a beach city, like uh, like you know one of those shoreside cities or something like that. So there's sure. there's a reason why there's so many people and stuff. Uh, I don't know why they aren't already in line, uh, but maybe it's like they're getting frustrated after driving here in their convertible, and it's like wind in their hair. They're living the life of the middle class, and they're mm-hmm. loving every second of it. And then they find a, just a long queue of people in front of them i think this is jean-luc godard 
showing us like the hell that is like modern life i guess i'm not really sure uh because you're so separated from like the enjoyment of what you're trying to have like maybe you're trying to live a specific style of life and then everybody is living that life and then you end up just sort of like in a long line of other people trying to live the same life as you or something um but maybe that's just because a french name is going to make me think really sort of depressing things while watching a film uh unless it's like you know i don't know uh benson or something or whoever whoever did uh (laughs) fifth element (laughs) or uh yeah uh so like i don't know i i do think that this is sort of like a satire especially since the kids with the turned over car definitely feels like some sort of like english slapstick sort of thing like like uh Mm I, I half expect, like, the cast of Monty Python to be crawling out of it and, like, swearing at the kids as they run away because, like, they just knocked over this car or something. Or just roving droves of kids. Uh, mm. I don't know. I, I don't get the lions. Like, a lot of this is, like, very, yeah. very... Th- but, like, I think that the the grand scheme of the movie is very much just, like, these people just trying to live their lives... Uh, duplicating what they think and and see in the same way that like I feel like a lot of twenty twentieth uh, century modern uh modern people thought you know like this is how you know the TV and media is how we want to live and before when we had like a monoculture sort of thing mm-hmm. uh now we don't really have the same sort of monoculture I mean we we still have some sort of monoculture but it's not the same like just giant monolith of like everybody reads the same books watches the same shows listens to the same radio that sort of stuff um, yeah i think your, your theory is probably closer to the truth mine sounds a little bit more like an episode of black mirror yeah i like i i want to see that movie more it's like <laughs> and and i feel like uh i feel like it's it's much more of a thing but like i feel like something about this name is just triggering me to like banality being expressed in a really sort of like almost like dreamlike state of just mm-hmm. like existing in this scene if that makes any sense i think it does yeah and you're you're probably right well can we recommend at least your theory then i think mine's probably wildly wrong yours is probably pretty close i don't know there's some cool apocalyptic fiction from the 50s and 60s and stuff i'm not really sure about that but like i i, I think no <laughs> i mean i like i think i would watch it like i i, I you know like i'm gonna see where can i watch this movie because you know i i'm interested now in what's actually happening but like it's gonna be sort of like a eat your eat your i don't know protein paste sort of situation uh not so much like because i love veggies so that's not really the same sort of thing um so like it, it's a, it's a little bit more yeah eat your bear bear pill every morning uh yeah take your yeah. pill yep uh and and less of like a man i'm really interested in like you know how entertaining this film is going to be because I, I think it's going to be interesting but not necessarily entertaining i guess if that's your kind of film too then <laughs> then go for it yeah i mean it's definitely not my kind of film and i, I think you're probably right but i, I think if yeah I, I think if you don't already know about this movie you're probably not the type of person who's going to enjoy it yeah 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 i think that's the best way to put that well and on that note let's give a big thanks to alex for submitting this episode as well or this clip for this episode it was a lot of fun and i hope it was done intentionally (laughs) i hope so too thank you alex
Great. If you want to support the podcast, you should really submit your own minutes. Go to our website, theminutepodcast.com, and use the contact form. And uh, you can also review us on iTunes, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Reach out to us at theminutepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at MinutePod. Find us on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. As always, this episode was hosted by Paul Reberg and John Ward, produced by John Ward with theme music by Paul Reberg. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Holy crap, you made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast. An Adobe Flash animation, or Adobe Flash cartoon, is an animated film that is created with the Adobe Flash platform or similar software. Adobe Flash animations are typically distributed by way of the World Wide Web, in which case they are often referred to as internet cartoons or webtoons. And on this podcast, we talk about that. Muffin Films and Salad Fingers, Homestar Runner and Mondo Media, Adam Films and Metalocalypse, Happy Tree Friends and What the Hell is Flash Animation Anyway? Warning, not affiliated with Adobe. Hi everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Plug In Missing, the Flash Animation Flashback Podcast working title. John, why don't you also say hi? Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul, I should have said that. Anyway, uh, this is the first ever episode. We want to lay out a quick teaser for what the show's going to be, and then a quick introduction to the first season of the show. John, can you tell us a little bit about what we're planning to do on this podcast? So on this podcast, we kind of wanted to uh, go back and explore uh, the sort of early 2000s Flash cartoons that we grew up with. Uh, I feel like they were a cultural touchstone for both of us, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're in, it filled a lot of the same sort of like cultural, uh, things that, you know, The Simpsons or Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, sort of filled for maybe people a little bit older than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it was also probably one of the first times that I personally, you know, was sort of amazed by the like proliferation of technology and tools for animation and stuff. So that, that was kind of big for me. Yeah. Um, the basic structure that we're thinking is for each season, we're going to do a quick introduction episode into what we're talking about that season. Uh, our first season is going to be on Homestar Runner. And then each following episode is going to be a discussion of a single clip or short from from that, that genre, which we think should should be a lot of fun. John, oh, yeah. what is Flash Animation, by the way? Um, So Flash Animation is basically a form of animation that's linked to uh the adobe flash software although it's called adobe animate now uh and it more or less allowed people to create uh relatively professional looking uh animations very cheaply and relatively quickly with less than you know you know like uh, less than like professional level knowledge uh you could easily sort of create something fun and interesting um it wasn't unheard of for a lot of people, especially like those in like uh, high school or college, to be able to create animation that was getting you know a lot of attention and stuff online. It sort of uh, became a good, easy sort of tool set, and it also sort of became uh, one of the standards of professional animation. You know, later on in the two thousands. Yeah, for for me, um, it really seems to be the method by which all of this weird shit got on the internet i mean it's the early oh, yeah. animation and what what was the first flash animation that you remember seeing or like the the most memorable one for you from your um, childhood i like i don't know if i can pin down a specific one i think the first like series that i remember being obsessed with is is homestar runner definitely 
Uh, but I do remember seeing Flash cartoons before that, although I think a lot of them were like more game oriented stuff because I, I love, you know, I love video games. And so I was, I was always looking for, you know, if I was ever online, I was looking for games and mm-hmm. flash was an early platform for like interactive stuff. Uh, how about you, Paul? What, what do you think your, your earliest experience with flash was? Well, weirdly for me, Homestar runner is kind of a blind spot where I haven't seen a lot of it. Um, but I, I do definitely remember going home, getting on the dial up and waiting 10 or 15 minutes for muffin films latest short muffin films right yeah it's probably for me um well let's call that the quick pitch for the show that we're gonna do john let's transition over to a quick introduction to homestar runner and what we're hoping to do in this first season i mean what is homestar runner all right so homestar runner is a sort of flash animation website uh and character titular character homestar runner uh, that sort of was a platform for uh, these two brothers, the Chapman brothers, uh, to create weekly or regular updates on their website for about uh, from about 2000 to 2007, I think. Uh, and it basically involves the original pitch was they wanted some sort of like major competition uh, because a Homestar runner you might get that he's a runner, therefore he's kind of an athlete, I guess, of sorts. Um, but then they quickly decided that that seemed kind of, I don't know, stale. So then they thought, well, what if it was all the moments in between competitions? Mm-hmm. So it more or less then became a show about nothing that uses a lot of sort of absurdist or Dadaist random association humor. Uh, and it sort of formed a lot of like what I find really funny now. And, and it's like kind of become... Like, it, it sort of evolved alongside a lot of, like, early Adult Swim stuff that also used similar stuff like Space Coast, Coast to Coast, and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, and another thing that I like about it is that it's not a particularly offensive show. Like, there's nothing about it that, that that you know, like, you would feel bad about, like, sharing. It doesn't really punch down. Like, there's some stuff in it that, you know, I, like, don't think would necessarily be done today, but uh, in terms of, like, general sort of acceptedness like the humor is definitely out of the absurd rather than out of like making fun of people or putting people in bad situations yeah and that's really what i remember from all of the flash animation i saw growing up i mean we we didn't have cable so adult swim wasn't really on the table but like muffin films and this and i was going to say happy tree friends uh, it's a little bit darker but yeah it, it, it still doesn't really punch down like you were saying though it's not negative on any one person it was a absurdist creation which i think these are all funny maybe i only ever saw ones i thought were hilarious and i guess we'll we'll see a little bit more of that as the season progresses um yeah is there anything that we want to cover about homestar runner right now i mean each of the subsequent episodes is going to be content specific so yeah well i think uh one of the important things is like homestar runner might be the name of the website but uh there's even some sort of like tongue-in-cheek stuff about like you know, the fact that really most people fell in love with the strong bad character, mm-hmm. uh, who's like a short man with a giant head that is covered up in a luchador mask and with boxing gloves on his hand. And, and he's basically just angry all the time uh, and super cool. And so, like, uh, you know, that that sort of became what the the channel was about, the website was about. It's kind of hard to explain because it's not really a show. It's more like a mass of 
interactive and cartoon experiences. Uh, so, like, I, I think one of the things that we're going to have to figure out is how to talk about that. Yeah, well, to, to very briefly uh, talk about the website, I mean, it's organized into these different content areas, whether they're shorts or slightly longer bits or, yeah. um, you know, more more interactive stuff. We're going to choose a selection from each of those to talk about in our first season here. Something like 10 episodes, we'll see see how it's going before moving on to other um, different content, if it's muffin films or salad fingers or whatever it is. So we'll sort of explore that together. We'll spend a fair amount of time on the website talking about it. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think so too. I'm really looking forward to it. I've already watched a bunch of them and uh, they're still very goofy and funny. Like I was, I was laughing. I was trying not to wake Lucy up last night. Uh, <laughs> well, I was like laughing, to, laughing to them behind my hand, basically. Well, I'm glad to hear they've aged well. Um, we'll we'll see if they all do. But anyway, um, please, if this sounds like something you're interested in at all, you can find us on Twitter at something we haven't set up yet. Same thing with the email address and all. We'll get that all set up for the next episode. But come back, check it out, yeah. and uh, let, let us know what Enter you Enter this information here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we hope to see you for our first real episode. Um, should be up at the same time as this one. Awesome. We're glad you could join us for just a little bit discussing Flash Animation and what the hell it is until next week. We hope you're well. Please give us five stars on iTunes.